Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The other thing I used to do when I was younger, probably a lot of people did this. I'd, I'd walk and obviously think I was like in a movie and someone's walking behind me and I'd pick up my phone and be like, dad, are you coming back from the police station or are you having a late shift? And I'd like talk Wait, to my that's fake so dad. <laughs> I think that we're actually very street savvy, to be perfectly honest. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, here to bring you the latest in all pop culture news, celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not but Fat. Not fat. Hey guys, this week I'm chatting with Rachel O'Brien from Vanderpump Rules. She is an actress, an actor, she is a comedian, she's BFF with everyone on VPR, and she also appeared in several episodes as a Kristen's best friend. She also dated Jax, <clears throat> um, and she's also hilarious, so enjoy my combo with her. I'm welcoming a very special guest right now, Rachel O'Brien, who is an actress, a comedian, a podcastress, which is a word I just made up. Oh, I like it. Is on Vanderpump Rules, my fave show of all times. (laughs) I'm legit barely on that show, but sure. If you like, if if you're a big fan of background characters on Vanderpump Rules... Well, duh. But but the thing is, like, first of all, if you're a big fan of the show, then you would know everyone on the show. Good call. Good call. So obviously, I know Rachel O'Brien. But I need to ask you, first and foremost, and most importantly, mm-hmm. your name is spelled A-E-L. Listen, I know. It's very confusing. I think that I would have more <laughs> followers on social media if I wasn't so goddamn hard to find. And you would have an easier life. Like I just, like I thought about you. I swear to God, I'm such a compassionate person. I literally thought of you and I was like, her whole life, people spelled her name wrong. Her whole entire life. I I really don't care if people spell it wrong, but like, but it is a weird name. Even when like people put it in like search engines, because also my last name, like uh, any search engine doesn't recognize apostrophes. They're very confused by it. So it's a whole thing. It's been hard. You know, Wait, I'm, I'm in counseling for it. Are you like Raquel or something originally? No. Are your parents from somewhere unique and they like have different spelling? Is there a reason behind this? Um, first of all, I wish I was Raquel. That's so much jazzier <laughs> than Rachel. Um, my yes. whole life would be so much different. I would be so, so much more sexy, I think, and alluring if I was a Raquel. But um, yeah. no, my, my dad is Michael. And it's spelled the same way. So I think they made me Rachel. And then I think I was also named after an actress that spells it this way. Which one? 
Well, someone from like the 60s or 70s. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, because when I did, you know, just a little bit of searching um, for your name and I was like, and no, first I saw my producer write it and I was like, Jeff is such an idiot. And then I was like, wait, that's how she spells it. And then I saw you come up in a different place, but it was spelled just with the E. And I was like, wait, who's wrong here? So then, um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> very unique name and everyone, it's A-E-L. Thank you. I love how compassionate and, you are towards it. <laughs> I am. I am. Listen, I'm Amanda. It doesn't get easier than that to spell. So I've had no issues with it's it. It's not spelled um, any like fancy way. No, I wish. Even though the fun thing about my name is that apparently, like, it's Spanish. Um, like, Amanda's or Hirsch's? No, Amanda. Amanda. Is, yeah. So wherever I go, people speak to me in Spanish. And I love it. But I speak some Spanish, so it works out for me. Um, and then later in life, I found out that in Latin, Amanda means um, she who must be loved. Oh, well, this is great news for you. So you know what I did, Rachel? You know what the first thing I did after finding that out was? What? I got it tattooed on myself. You got Amanda, the one who must be loved? No, I got I got, I got, um, I got she who must be loved. I love that. That's really cute. I, I, first of all, I must be loved. Yeah. You- I'm like very needy and I need everyone to love me. So like, like wh- where's it at? It's under my bosom. Okay. So, all right. So let's just say, for example, <laughs> you start dating a guy. And you take your shirt off for the first time. Don't you feel like it's a little bit of pressure? Well, Rachel, <laughs> luckily I got it when I was already married. So oh, there God. is no press and okay. he must love me till the day he dies. So yeah, we're he good was already that. legally bound into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, but it would be. But like sometimes it could like, I could, like it's a little bit narcissistic, but I'm a little bit narcissistic. So I'm like kind of okay with that. You wouldn't have a podcast or be in entertainment. If, I mean, like, there's no one that is in the position that we're in that's not a little bit narcissistic. It's not a little bit. Um, I actually listened to your podcast, which is called Be Here for a While. Yes. Well, I want to know, first of all, where that name came from and, like, what you mean. Is it just like, I'm going to be here for a while, bitch, like, get used to it? <laughs> no, actually. So... Oddly enough, Stassi's ex-boyfriend, Patrick, it was when they were still dating. He kind of helped me come up with it because he worked in radio. Now I hate that fact because <laughs> you're you know, like, now she's getting married to Bob, but whatever. And um, everyone kind of hates Patrick. Yeah, he really just didn't show his best side on the show. Um, but uh, so I think I kind of had like the idea of it. and then, like, But I had like 10 other names and he seemed to like that one the best. But it was like, it's based on like that old like hacky joke comedians used to do or the thing they used to say at the end of jokes like I'll be here all night oh I see okay yeah and also like a play on just I think it's probably just like I'm not going anywhere type of thing oh okay I got it yeah well I like it and I also I actually listened to your episode with Alexis Nyers and I was like obsessed with that show which I'm not sure a lot of people were I don't know if I'm like who watched it well it only had one season right right but it was it was called pretty wild and it was about like this like LA family that was like kooky but also about um that girl Alexis Nyers being in like the bling ring that like robbed Mm -hmm. Paris Hilton's house and whatever so at first I was like rando guest to have on Rachel but then I was like ah. Like, what a good episode. I loved her story. It's fascinating. She's fascinating. And I hear you, her being like, heroin, this. And you're like, mm-hmm. 
(laughs) (laughs) You're like, "Uh uh-huh. So when you, yep, same. I got it. Same. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) So I've never never even done Molly or whatever. I think I said that on the podcast. If someone was like, I'm rolling, I'd be like, what's that mean? I don't do you. So you don't do do drugs. drugs. You don't do drugs. Is that like, is there a reason? I just don't. I, I, I never even like saw a drug until I was like in my early twenties. Like I just, I don't know. Like, I just think it's like, I don't really see the point. Not even pot. I think I saw pot. I, I may have even like, pot. no, I think I may even smoked it like once in high school, but I knew right away. Oh yeah, I did. I did once in high school. And then my friend, I picked up the phone. I dialed uh, the operator and told the operator that I needed to confess something to our parents. Yes. So that, so if that oh gives you like an idea of what I'm like <laughs> in wait, the cool crowd. Wait, wait, wait. So you tried pod or saw it. Yeah, I, I did try it. I'm remembering it now. Was so it you my tried friend? it. And we then who did who, you called your parents? No, I called the operator, oddly enough. Like, I just dialed zero on a (laughs) landline phone because I just felt like I got real paranoid. I had to tell someone. Oh, my God. That's so funny. And I guess I expected the operator to relay the message. But I don't don't think I got that far into it because now I'm remembering, yeah, my friend Sabrina was like, no, we grabbed the phone from you and practically tackled you to the ground. Wait, is it like you don't want to lose control? You're like a control freak. Is it like anxiousness to like have a mind altering experience or is it just like not interested? I think it's a combination of all of it. Like, I don't like the thought of like, like, I know how much I can drink before I'm drunk and I know I can drink water in between. Like, I know how that works do it in a while but like I don't like the thought of putting a pill or a substance in my body and it may have a, a weird reaction and I can't get it out yeah no a hundred percent I'm like an anxious baby so I don't like that either and to me people who like do drugs are like brave you know what I mean yeah I'm like, you're so brave like you don't even know what's gonna happen to you and you're like willing to do it and yeah you might so die brave. I think they die. don't care <laughs> or I feel like it's like a slippery slope of like, if you've done it enough and nothing bad happened, then you're just like, whatever. Yeah. No, it's kind of crazy. So that was a really, really good podcast. Thank um, you. She's and, really interesting. And I thought I was going into here like a comedy podcast. So I was, um, so that's why I wanted to also hear from you. Like what, like, how would you describe your podcast and like what kind of guests you have on and like what you're sort of trying to do with that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it was like, it started out as technically a comedy podcast just because I'm a comedian. And I was like, I guess that's a category I go under. Uh, and sometimes it it is just funny stuff. But I like, I just started just interviewing people I found interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I like hearing interesting stories. Like, I've even had like some true crime stuff on. So, I mean, I, I'm not trying to do anything with it other than like, you know, put out entertaining content that's interesting to me and I believe is interesting to my listeners. And, um... And also, like, I've even started, like, trying to, like, I don't know, give, like, positive encouragement to people. Like, I just don't want to be a podcast that's, like, all about just, like, you know, just just complaining about stuff or being like, yeah, I got fucked up this weekend. And, like, I just, I'm like, I, I don't want to put out something that doesn't either teach someone something or yeah. entertain them in a way that's not just sort of vapid. I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. I there are podcasts I listen to that I'd walk down the street and it'd look it 
it looks like I'm like amening. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> which ones do you listen to? Well, I think what got me started on podcasts is um, Dax Shepard's. Oh, it's the good. Hunter expert. He's so good. Mm-hmm. He does two hours, which is crazy to me. Um, yeah, it's a and little it's also. Long. Cr- and it's crazy to think that you like will give two hours of your life and listen. But um, sometimes I listen to it in parts or I choose just the guests that I like. But um, he actually got me into to listening to podcasts. And then to be like really honest with everyone, like when I started mine and I have to like put in so much time and effort, which I enjoy, but it makes it harder for me to then like listen to other podcasts. Totally. You know what I mean? Do you feel I the was, same way? I was like that at first. Um, I like never listened to any other podcasts. But now I've like been on a podcast binge. And so it's like I listen to that more than I do music now. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, but I was like that at first. But now it's just kind of interesting to like hear what works for people. And like, uh, I don't know. I also like really love true crime podcasts. So Yeah, and people love that shit too. I feel like I don't fall – like I'm not like a true crime person. But I didn't that think is I like was. A, but I am. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean I've always like been felt- fascinated by it. But like I never was like – you know, constantly listening or watching things about it. But um, once I started listening to it, I'm like, this is so fascinating. Like about murders and stuff? Yeah, but it's not great for your sleep. Like I, <laughs> at least, I would say five out of seven nights a week, I'm convinced someone's about ready to come into my house and murder me. Oh my me. God, that's And I so get scary. up in the middle of the night, I check my locks. I have- Wait, do you, do you live alone? Yeah. Uh, and in like a very safe building and like whatever, but like I've now just made myself so unbelievably paranoid. Oh my God. No, that's really scary. That's yeah. really scary. I think that's why I choose to not, I'm not a scaredy cat. Like I'll watch scary movies and everything, mm-hmm. but um, people that are obsessed with like murder and stuff, I'm like, wait, but then don't you like think about you it get all sober. day and all night? But it does also make you more aware. Like I go running a lot and even during the day, like I don't have my headphones on too loud. Like I'm hyper aware mm. of like, Anything could happen at any time. Like people go missing That's all the smart. time in the middle of the day. I also have a taser, so there's that. Oh my god! Uh, no, Rachel, I think that the the true crime is getting to you. Listen, <laughs> it's I have also, a taser. It's also really fun. Well, some like I rarely do this, and I should really not do it. But I live really close to the comedy store, so when I perform there, and if it's not like too late or too dark, I'm like, uh, it's like a quarter mile. I should just walk home. And so I'll walk home, but I, I fire off uh, warning shots with the taser <laughs> as I'm walking because I'm like, I look so crazy. No one will mess with me. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> Wait, where's the comedy store? It's is on it on Sunset Boulevard? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where that is. I know where that is. Um, that is. <laughs> I feel like if you just make yourself look crazy enough, no one's going to mess with you. <laughs> I used to go on the subway and obviously think I was really hot. So thought everyone like wanted to like attack me and molest me. And I would make the ugliest faces like for real. And this is a game I would play with myself because I'd be taking the subway home at like three in the morning, which I don't know how my mom let me, but I would. Oh, how scary. And I would just make these like faces or like curl my lips in. So just like my gums were showing and I do this <laughs> just to that's, look like unattractive. That's amazing and no joke I've done that before too like when someone like if I'm running or walking or whatever and like someone like creepily like whistles or something I will then just make the ugliest face at them that is so smart I really feel like this is like because I'm picturing the warning shots is hilarious and then my subway thing is funny oh, your subway thing is hilarious <laughs> but I'm just picturing like 
like, let's say you're really scared of someone on the street and just fucking act weird. Like be like, exactly. and, like start looking like a gremlin, like just monster. No one and, like, <laughs> want to mess with you. It's brilliant. Honestly. No, it's brilliant, you guys. Um, Cause the other thing I used to do when I was younger, probably a lot of people did this. I'd, I'd walk and obviously think I was like in a movie and someone's walking behind me mm-hmm. and I'd pick up my phone and be like, dad, are you coming back from the police station or are you having a late shift? And I'd like talk Wait, to my fake so dad. <laughs> I think that we're my- actually very street savvy, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> First of all, I think we might be paranoid yeah. um, to have all these tricks. But yeah, I used to talk to my fake dad that works at a fake police station <laughs> and be like, oh, so you're coming with a gun home tonight? I see. Okay. You, so oh, when you- are you you're a block away with a gun, dad? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I'm fine, Dad, but if you just want to trail me with a gun. <laughs> so, so funny. That's so, I mean, it, but, you know, it's funny, but then it's like when you think about the fact that us ladies have to think about this crazy shit and be so scared, it's like kind of sad, but it's... um, It's really sad. But at least we have our tricks and our ugly faces and... I think I think we could teach a self-defense class, honestly. I really and have it a feeling like... it wouldn't be about, like, you would never be in the position where you needed to learn the physical contact and attack Rachel, stuff. I really like, think this is really good for your stand-up. Like, I feel like you need to do this for your stand-up. Maybe I will do a bit on it. I'll credit you for part of it. No, not even... I just think it's so funny to say, like, who needs self-defense and, like, you know, boxing people and, you know, giving them a your a shin in their balls when you can just like act like a wild goose on the street <laughs> like a wild that is beach. hilarious <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and be right back today i want to tell you guys about fab fit fun FabFitFun is a women's lifestyle subscription box filled with full-size premium beauty, lifestyle, fitness, home, and wellness products that get sent straight to your doorstep each season. I got my fall box and a few things I loved were the Anthropology Travel Yoga Mat, the Wander Beauty Baggage Claim Gold Eye Mask, which if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw me trying it on on my stories. As a FabFitFun member, you can also customize the box and choose products that match your lifestyle. And members also receive access to on-demand videos from FabFitFun TV. In addition to the box, members gain access to flash sales. It's $39.99 instead of $49.99. And by the way, that $49.99 box always has a value of over $200. You go to fatfitfun.com and when you check out, you use Not Skinny for $10 off your first box. That is Not Skinny for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. So you live alone, but you have a boyfriend, I heard now. You're not single. Yes, I do. I do. But you used to talk a lot about like being single and single life like on your podcast, right? So how did that Mm -hmm. like work now that you're not single and you can't? I mean, I just have other stuff to talk about. I mean, I just... Yeah. I mean, you you heard the Alexis Nears one where I talked about the fact that I got... um, bad Botox that seeped into my facial muscles. Now I can't smile. Yeah, I wanted to talk. Wait, is that still happening? Yeah, I went to the doctor like two weeks afterwards, which was just Monday. And I was like, yo, what's up with my face? Also, I'm a comedian. I'm supposed to smile and laugh for a living and I can't do it. Like I had to headline a show in Seattle for an hour 
without being able to really move my mouth fully. Oh my God. I mean, I made a joke out of it, but yeah. So it was, and he was like, oh, it's like happens in like one in a thousand people. I'm like, oh. great. So I should get a lottery ticket. And the scary thing is, okay. So first of all, uh, yeah. So Rachel was telling on her podcast that she got Botox. She's gotten it before, but this time it made her face like not move at all for a while. Yeah. I guess he said like it, so obviously I didn't get, you can't get Botox near your mouth. I don't think, but I didn't get it there. I got it just like lightly around my eyes and then like in between my eyebrows. But I guess he was like, I think it just some trickled down into, I don't know. Oh, you guessed motherfucker. You guessed. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. but you know what like struck me the most about what you said was that you were like, I don't even know why I get it. I don't even have wrinkles. Like what has LA done to me? Like, why do I even get this yeah. shit? So why know. Rachel? I don't know, because I just think it, I guess it's preventative. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I have like, I have like little like crow's feet when, when I smile, but they're not at rest. But who doesn't when they but smile? Also, who cares? But who cares? I know. I know. Listen, I've, I drink the poison. Wait, how old are you? But I don't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, I do not, not do my just mid to late twenties. No, I'm like early, very early thirties. <laughs> What? Your early 30s and you're embarrassed to say your age? I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I'm an actress. I need oh, them to cast okay. me. She's 17 for the CW. I need them to cast me to play she's like se- maybe yeah. college. She's 17. She could be on um, the Gossip Girl reboot. Yeah, I'm available. Listen, I could be like James Vanderbeek, who looked about 38 when he was playing <laughs> he really high school. <laughs> he really did. But we were too young and stupid to to like think about that. You know what I oh, mean? I oh, oh, no, I noticed. Oh, you did? I was like, I was like, this guy's, this is the worst casting ever. Oh he is my old. God. The, James Vanderbeek. That is I funny. wonder how old he actually was when he was doing that. That is so funny. So, okay. So we but I want to go back because um, you are a comedian and an actress oh, yeah. and 17 and wanting to be on the CW. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about where you were born, how you, um, you know, grew up and how you decided you wanted to be a comedian slash actress. Uh, okay. So I grew up in a small town in Oregon uh, called, well, I went to high school in a place called Morrington, but everyone knows that story and more. That's where I grew up as a kid. It was where the Goonies were filmed. that place that's all we have oh no we also have kindergarten cop and i was an extra in kindergarten cop a featured extra oh at what age well i was in kindergarten when kindergarten cop was made so they took people out of our kindergarten class and gave us some featured extra parts they cut my scene because they didn't know talent Mm, and they didn't know that was but i so but i did grow up around a lot of movies they filmed free willy on my street like i grew up around like a lot of like movies being filmed in my little town it's a very small town um, and, but I was also like, I was a dancer and, uh, I was just, I was, uh, obnoxious. I was just weird and really liked to put on a lot of performances and change my name and act out SNL skits. Like I was just whatever, but I didn't know, like, well, I didn't know like being a stand up comic could be like a career. Like I yeah. was like, Oh, I'll either like I'll be on SNL or I'll be an actress or something. And, um, so I always knew that I wanted to be. Like to the point where my eighth grade, you know, you write those like prophecies of like what you're going to be when you're older. And then you mail it, like you save it in the envelope. You don't save it. No, you just wrote it in the yearbook. And thank God I I was on the editing staff of the yearbook. So I got to keep my really bizarre quote in. (laughs) And my, um, so other kids were like, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a mom. I want to be a basketball player. Mine said, um, I want to go on a road trip in a rainbow colored Volkswagen van. 
moved to New York while I would own and run my own Studio 54, then moved to L.A. and become a famous actress and never looked back. Oh Makes my no God. sense. Wait, what? So How weird. old were you when you wrote this? Eighth grade. <laughs> Apparently, I thought I was bringing the 60s and 70s back as yeah. well. Yeah. Like it's like kind of like half really mature and like, wow, how are you so like advanced and half like you were still a baby? Well, I also kind of just was trying to be funny, but the actress part of it was correct. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I knew. And then, yeah. And then moved to L.A. after college. Um, oh, I- so you went to college for acting or just for something no. else? My uh, my parents my parents wouldn't just let me move to LA, yeah. so I went to college. But I, I went to University of Oregon, but I finished in three years. I finished quickly, so I could get down here. And I took the whatever the easiest degree was to finish, which was political science. And I knew that because that's what all the athletes took. But isn't that funny? Like, so your parents, because otherwise you wouldn't have gone to college, or you would have studied acting if your parents were like if it wasn't important to them. Um. I don't, I, I think I, well, first of all, I didn't even admit to them until like maybe my first year of college that I wanted to move to LA and be an actress. I mean, I think I would talk about it lightly, but I think that, I don't think they ever thought I would do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that I knew that I had to at least finish that portion, which I did. I mean, I, I graduated when I was 20, so it was pretty young. Yeah. So I think I at least knew I had to finish that portion so I could have a little bit of their support, you know, yeah. like at least she's got a degree. Um, so Yeah. But I they no, I don't think they would have been too thrilled with me just being like, nah, I'm not going to college. Yeah, but it's so because I talked to my husband about this the other day and I was like, because I studied communications and I feel like mm-hmm. it was just like, because no, who, oh, I was, t- I, I interviewed a celebrity hairstylist and I'm, I was so jealous that she, from a young age, knew she wanted to be a hairstylist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like had this, like, she was like 16 and she was like, I want to style hair, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And convinced her like really um, strict, like Persian parents that she's not going to be a lawyer or a doctor, but she's gonna, she wants to do hair, which wasn't, you know. I think that's really cool to be like that brave and like that strong in your conviction. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. And then to like, you know, like you said, like have that conviction to be like, this is what I want to do. And like, mm-hmm. know that you want to do that and do something not conventional for like where you're from and who you are. And yeah. um, so I get jealous of that, of yeah. professions that are like so, you know, niche and specific. Because I was like 18, went to my guidance counselor. She was like, you're really good with people. Like you should study communications. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And looked for the best school for communications because I was like, if I'm going to go, then it should be good. Then decided based on like who gave me like enough like scholarship. You know what I mean? Like no decision was made out of like, you know, which I'm sure you feel the same way because you weren't like, I'm going to be a political scientist. I'm just kidding. Uh, But I I felt like I did. I knew my first year of college, I got to get to LA. How do I get out of here as quickly as possible? How do I get out of here? How did you think LA and not New York? Like... Was it a, like a debate or did you? Well, I'm from, I mean, I guess it's just because I'm from the West Coast oh, and I feel like LA Coast. has more opportunity. And mm. by that time, my parents had a vacation home in Palm Springs. So like I was going to California a lot and mm. I don't know. And my mom's sort of half from California. I don't know. So it just seemed, it just seemed right. Oh, it wasn't like this far off place, like no. the unknown. And it felt like, no, a, I mean, fairly- I didn't, I moved there alone and I moved there on a lie too. So I was kind of calculating, but just, I, yeah, I like I'm I'm impressed by that girl who would like stand like say that to her parents, but like I literally 
just was like, I have to get there, but I have to find creative ways to do it. So I like said, told my parents, I needed to go down to LA for a job interview, like right after college. And it might've just been an internship. It was nothing. I maybe lasted a week at whatever it was, but I went on this dumb interview that no one told me I had to stop, start the next day. But I called my parents. They were like, they said, I have to start tomorrow. So (laughs) I guess I can't come back. So if you could just. And you were 20? Yeah. 21. I turned 21, like right after I graduated, I was 21. So I was like, if you could just like move my stuff down here, this would be great for me. Uh, and this job that I literally probably stayed in a week and then started taking acting classes and got agents and like got a waitressing job. I hoodwinked them. But Rachel, that's not too easy. You're saying it like it's easy. It's not easy to get an agent. I mean, it was just like a commercial agent, like a print agent at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm saying like you put in the work, you like went to to acting classes. Yeah. Got in. Yeah. So you knew. So you you had the conviction and the... I had like, a plan. You had a plan. Yeah. And you moved there alone. That's like a big deal. I wasn't overly afraid at all. I don't... You weren't afraid. No. That's what young age does. Yeah, totally. You. Today I'd be like, eh. I don't think I yeah. would. I mean, I travel everywhere alone. I mean, mm. around the world. I mean, I just went with my friend Natasha as a comedian. We just did a tour in Europe. But like, I would have done that alone. and been fine. That's crazy. Yeah. I saw you did a tour in Europe in English. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was... Um, yeah, no, I learned seven different languages and <laughs> I'm a blonde, you that, guys. Okay. Yeah, that was the hardest part of it was just Rosetta stowing my way through the winter so I can get ready for this spring tour. <laughs> um, no, it was like and the people that came to the shows, they were like already like my podcast listeners and stuff, so it wasn't like there weren't a lot of just like random Germans or, you know, Parisians or whatever, just wandering into the show. It was like... Was it more like Americans that are living in these places? No, no, there were people like... There were no Americans that came to our show in Prague. It was all people that, you know, lived in Prague, but they, you know, spoke great English and had listened to my podcast and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You have like an international podcast following. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. It's probably just like a few people sprinkled throughout, but enough that it it worked. Yeah. That's amazing. And so would you, do you like doing stand up more or like, would your dream be more to be like acting and like television and movies and stuff? Uh, I mean, I'll never stop doing stand up. That would be like cutting off an arm. It's like my favorite thing to do. But I'll just do that simultaneously with like, I write too. I went to grad school for screenwriting. So like, Mm. you know, I'll do stand up simultaneously while writing and hopefully starring in the movies and TV shows I, I make. Um, Yeah, I won't stop. So there's, so that's like a, that's like the goal to be like working all the time, performing and also doing stand up. Yeah, hundred percent. And I have like the podcasting and stand up thing down. Like that's all I do. I don't have like a side job or anything, but it would be. Uh, the goal is to expand it into many other things in entertainment. So what's like, which stand-up comedian do you like look up to the most? Like who's like it for you? Hmm. That's a good question. Look up to like, is different. Like was like there who, anyone? Well, no. Was, was there anyone who was doing stand-up that you're like, I want to be like this person. Like that's the kind of like stand-up comedian I want to be or that made you kind of. I mean, I just find people that I think are like some of the funniest people. But, like, I don't know if there's any, like, specific – I'm trying to think. Specific career. I mean, I'd like Judd Apatow's career. Ellen DeGeneres. Career. Oh, yeah, yeah. Judd Apatow. I mean, good. Ellen's career is great, too. Um, David Spade. I was obsessed with David Spade and Chris Farley when I was a kid. Oh, he's so good. He's hilarious. 
He's so good. And he's coming back. He's coming back big time. Nice. He's got a new show. He's got a new show. And he like, because um, I recap a lot of like uh, shows. So I do like Bachelor Nation stuff. Mm-hmm. And my followers always tell me like that um, he does like similar oh, stuff. So I, I, so I came across like, <laughs> and I just love oh, it. He's I so love funny. It. He's so sarcastic. And I love it. He's so, so sarcastic. I, I love that kind he's, of humor, that like sarcastic, like dry. Dry humor. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. So we do want to talk about Vanderpump Rules just a little bit. So where were you, I guess, were you friends with anyone before uh, the show started filming? Yeah. Uh, Okay. uh, I, I, I mean, always say that there wouldn't be Vanderpump Rules without me and Kristen and Jax because when I first, the first year I lived in LA and it was before Kristen even lived here full time. Kristen was still flying in from Michigan and Kristen and I were doing modeling jobs together and we were doing a lot of like fit modeling, which is where you just like try on jeans for people. I don't know. And wait, how did you know her then if she's from Michigan? She, we just got cast on the same modeling job. So, so then we became friends through that. And then we happened to be on another modeling job that Jax was working like across, like we were at like this like clothing convention in Vegas and he was across the way. Jax came over, um, basically hit on me. Jax and I started dating. Then Jax and I introduced Kristen and Sandoval. And this is like 12 years ago or more. I don't know. Oh my um, God. So is that right when you moved sort of? Yeah. He was the first person I dated. Oh my God. That's yeah. crazy. That's a crazy yeah. story. But now it doesn't even, it's been so long. It like, I would say it's like bankruptcy. It cancels out. Like it's, I don't even think of us as have, having dated. Like but you were, but was it like for a few months? No, we dated for like a year and like, oh my together God. Oh yeah. Was he a good boyfriend? What do you think? Did you watch take, the show? Just take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> but you seem like the kind of girl that like a take no shit kind of girl. And I, and I didn't like right when I found out he cheated on me, uh, I broke up with him instantly, but there was a lot of like, I, uh, he was, I just, I saw him as like really troubled back then. And I, Mm, I, which he probably is. Yeah. Oh, he very much is. And I mean, he's not now, but like he was then he was very confused and he, he admits to all this. Um, and so I felt like I needed to like stay with him to like help him out. He didn't need my help clearly, but, um, yeah. And then, yeah. So we broke up. And then and um, you introduced Kristen and Sandoval. Yeah, because Sandoval was one of Jax's friends. Kristen was my oh, friend. So then we introduced them. And then, um, no, he wasn't. He was roommates with Sandoval after we broke up, I think. Oh, uh, uh, maybe they were roommates in Miami, too. I don't remember. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, then after Jax and I broke up, I didn't talk to, because Kristen was studying Sandoval. I didn't talk to her for a little while. And obviously, I wasn't talking to Jax. And then um, Chris and I would sort of connect here and there. But then I went out with one of my friends. It's friends of uh, one of the, or was one of the field producers on Vanderpump. It was like second season or something. And she was just asking me a bunch of questions about them. And I was like, yeah, I know them. And they're blah, blah, blah. And then they called me. And it was basically like Kristen had ruined all of her friendships in second season. They were like, we really need Kristen to have a friend. <laughs> and so asked me, asked me if I would do the show. And I was, oh wait, so when the f- when the first season came on, you weren't really in like I hadn't no, in touch I had, with anyone. Uh-uh, I hadn't been talking to them 
So how did it feel? Like, was it super weird? Were you like jealous? What, like, what were you feeling when? Not at all. I I didn't even really watch it. Um, No, I mean, reality TV wasn't anything I I wanted to do. And that was, that was back at a time when it was still like, um, kind of risky to do it. Now I don't think people care, but I still was like, I really want to be taken seriously. It's like, and and not, not to say that they're not, I mean, frankly, I'm so proud of them. Like it has opened so many doors for them, but I've always been very okay with taking a slower route, but to do it the way I want to do it. Yeah. So, and that's why, I mean, I didn't even fully, you know, conform to what the show wanted. So they, they asked me to come in for an on-camera interview. I said, yes. And then they were like, Hey, we want you to do the show. I was like, okay. And then they said, but you need to work at the restaurant. And I was like, I'm not going to say I work at a restaurant when I don't work at a restaurant. Because at that time I wasn't like, um, I wasn't a professional comedian in the sense of like, I didn't have a side job, but I didn't have like a public side job. So I could have easily just been like, yeah, I'm a professional comedian. Um, right. Uh, Cause I was just managing apartment buildings, but like no one knew that really. Um, but you didn't want to be a waitress. I didn't wanna, you didn't want to act like a waitress. I didn't want to act like a waitress and I didn't want to, yeah, like take a, uh, it's not like a step down, but like I, I was supporting myself just fine doing what I was. I, I just didn't want to pretend and I didn't want, I don't know. And I didn't want to be that involved with, I was, yeah. So, so then I said, no, I didn't want to work at the restaurant. And they were like, cool, you can't be on the show. I was like, no prob. And then they called me like a week later and they were like, actually, we want you and we'll introduce you doing stand up. So the first scene I ever filmed was me doing stand up at the improv. And I was like, yes, of course I will do that. Yeah. You're like, hell yeah. yeah so. And that was, wait, was that the episode with Kristen where she did stand up too? No, that was like a, that was like a few seasons later or a season. My, it was just a quick clip. I'm wearing like a red dress. It's the first time I'm introduced. And it's basically like, I tell like a half of a joke that was not funny because it was a half of a joke, maybe even a quarter of a joke. And wait, does it say Rachel's friend? I mean, yeah, it says like Rachel, Kristen's friend. And and the stand up (laughs) airs is like a flashback sort of. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like a lot of your scenes were stand up because there was that the the time that you did it with um with Kristen, right? Yeah. You brought her on, mm-hmm. and then was there there was another time? We like we, the reading the diary. Were you there in the reading the diary scene? I watched it, but that wasn't. I wasn't on that. That was Ariana and Tom's thing. That was Ariana. Yeah. So who would you say does better stand up, Ariana or Kristen? Well, neither of them do stand up. <laughs> I know, but did on the show. Um. Well, I forgot what they aired of Kristen's, but Kristen did a really good job. Like that. So we filmed. I don't know if they. I can't remember if they aired the first time we did like a stand up thing, but the second time, um, I'm talking about like as a group. Because uh, Kristen and I did it twice, two seasons in a row. I don't remember. Well, Kristen actually did a really good job if you saw the full thing. Like, we wrote it. Well, she did. There was the Jack's penis thing that she drew, right? And then Brittany got mad. Yeah. That was one of the times. Yeah. That was actually, like, a sketch written by uh, someone else in this, like, sketch group we formed. But, yeah. Uh, but, whatever. Um, yeah, I would say, well, but Ariana wasn't trying to do stand-up. She was just reading from a diary. And she'll say that. Right, like, she right. hates when people are, like, like making fun of it. She's like, I wasn't trying to do stand up. I was reading from a diary. So right, I'm going to right. have to go with, no, I'm gonna have to go with Kristen because little... we actually forced her to do at least like an opening monologue of the stand up set. So. Yeah. And you're still really close with, with Kristen. Oh yeah. She just got a tattoo with my handwriting it on like last week, like a uh, Tom Petty. Aww, what's right. Uh, learning to fly that song by Tom Petty. So like I wasn't with her, but I, she had me write it down on like a piece of paper and take a photo of it and send it to her and she got it. 
why do you have do you have nice handwriting? No, it's just like to have it as a memory because we're so close and we both Aww. love classic rock and stuff. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. So did did it like was it ever hard for you to watch when she was sort of like getting a lot of shit on the show and like Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, part of it like I mean, she's not innocent. I mean, part of it, but at the same time like I do feel like the whole crazy Kristen thing has been really run into the ground. It's like you know. Yeah. She's not she's because everyone's fucking crazy. Everyone's crazy. And she's like really one of the sweetest people in the world. Yeah, and I think that is like said a lot. Like I feel like even when she gets shit, like I feel like I've heard Stasi say and other people say like that she has a really big heart and mm-hmm. is very loved. But but yeah, she doesn't get the best edit, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Are you close with everyone else on the show as well? Yeah, pretty much. Um I don't not get along with anyone. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean, everyone, for the most part. Like, last weekend, I was hanging out at Brittany and Jax's. I mean, we all really hang out quite a bit. It's a we Not quite as much now, though, because I feel like everyone's, like, bought houses and moving in, living bought in the houses, valley. Yeah. And, like, they're, you know, everyone's really coupled up. So it's not as much of, like, just friends hanging out. It's, just friends hanging out, yeah. It's, like, we all do stuff as, like, groups. or it, But a lot of times, it's, like, the couples will all do stuff, and I'm usually not doing that. Are you going to be on season eight? Uh, was that what we just filmed? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm there for a lot of things. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, oh, because they film things. Right. Because sometimes they film like, right. And sometimes they're like events or things for the show. So you're invited because you're, you're friends with the group. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not doing like one-on-one lunch scenes or anything. I see what you're saying. Yeah. How Were you ever caught in the midst of like beef? While filming or while not filming? Like, were you ever part of, like, some major drama that you can tell us about? Um, I mean, I would say, like, the main one was when Kristen brought, or she didn't bring, the Miami girl came or whatever, and Ariana, and I didn't know Ariana at the time. And then when, it was so funny, so Ariana did my podcast, and, and we've, like, she's apologized to me, and I've apologized to her, and it actually was me first that realized. So, I remember when Ariana was, like, uh, on the beach and saying like I just don't find Rachel funny even though she's never seen my stand up oh, right. and I was yeah. like so hurt by that because I was like you've never even seen it that's my career and you're saying like on national tv like you're whatever yeah that's which yeah. I ended up people were actually really nice to me about that so it was fine but like I just was like she's so mean and then I thought what could I have done what could I have done to upset her and then I was like oh oh I was with Kristen when uh they brought the Miami girl in Ariana didn't know me of course she hates me and so we talked about that. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I see. So you feel like she said that be- to be like, because. Oh, yeah. She missed it to like retaliate. Because Wait, like when she brought the, when Kristen brought that Miami girl, you were with her? Yeah. Weren't you like, Kristen, what the fuck are you doing? Well, when she started like screaming and stuff at Diana. Yeah. <laughs> but I also was just like, if I just stand still and close my eyes, maybe I'll disappear. And no one will notice I'm here. <laughs> Wait, what did she say? Diana goes suck, suck a day. Yeah. <laughs> so funny wow so that was some- which now they're like they're really good friends they were friends right after that too that, that's really funny that you were there for that so that's like one of the craziest things you were around for you're saying oh yeah for sure no that was i think i've been around for prison i don't know but i mean there's i mean even off camera there's like fights and stuff but yeah they never disappoint they never no, they ever don't. disappoint they so you were saying that um 
there was part of you that didn't want to be on the show because of your career and stuff. And do you still feel the same way? Like, do you ever have any regrets that you didn't put on the sir dress and <laughs> start working there? No, I really, I really don't. I mean, I, I would be lying if I said there wasn't, there hasn't been like a fleeting thought of like, well, if I just would have participated more, like, you know, maybe I'd be selling a thousand person theaters as opposed to a couple hundred person mm-hmm. theaters, you know, when I, when I tour, but then I'm like, I'll get there anyways. It doesn't matter. And I'm not good at reality TV. Like I don't, I get uncomfortable when people are fighting and also they don't care about like me saying sarcastic, funny comments on camera. Like they want to hear people fighting and stuff. And I just, I don't really do that. Mm, I see what you're saying. You have I'd rather, to- I'd rather just like, I'd rather just eat. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be like a confrontational person and, and, and start shit. I don't care enough about anything. Yeah, you have to start shit. Be like that. Yeah, sometimes I yeah. wonder. Sometimes I wonder because it's it's people think it's really glamorous and really cool. And then you have to remember that you have to do some shit. You know what I mean? And you have to like show mm-hmm. every part of your life. And it can be really hard, I'm sure, for them. And Oh yeah. And that, that's why they deserve everything they have from it. Like money and the projects and all that, that, because they really do, they really have put themselves out there and they have to face a lot of criticism and stuff. Like I commend them. I think it's great. So you're, you're a huge supporter. I also saw you had, um, Naomi from Southern Charm. So you watch other Bravo shows. Well, she's just my, she's also my friend. Oh, cool. Uh, but you, Yeah, Stassi and I stalked um, Naomi and Danny from Southern Charm a couple of years ago and flew to Charleston and forced them to be our friends. No, so, like, you're lying. Our, like, our best friend. What do you... I swear to God. <laughs> we, we literally, like, we, like, started talking to them on, like, Twitter and then, like, they casually were like, you guys should come to Charleston sometime. And you were like, okay. And we were <laughs> yeah, and we literally, like, we could have seemed creepy. That actually uh, sounds really creepy, but it's so great. Yeah. We flew to Charleston and hung out. We 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 were we became all best friends like instantly. No, I mean, I, we're close with like the whole cast of Southern Charm. Yeah, so or not the whole cast, but because I I don't know some of them. When I finished VPR, I was like I, I I did. I actually started really late. I just started watching the show like in January of this year, so I like binged it from the beginning and. Mm-hmm. Um, posted uh to my stories just like highlights of what was going on and um people really connected with people that watch it were like oh my god you know people love like those iconic scenes and so that became are you talking about of, of, you only started watching banner pump in yeah, january of this year uh-huh. oh wow yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. um so i started recapping like my um my binge and then when i finished it it was a sad day and everyone was like do southern charm do southern charm so i just started southern charm um mm-hmm. And because I'm like supposed to be a really big Bravo person, but I'm like a fraud because like I actually don't watch enough Bravo shows. Um, Mm -hmm. It's so hard, you know, because I'm I'm also a person that needs to like watch from the beginning and like know everything that went on from day one. Um, So I saw you had Naomi and I was like, hmm, so you watch other Bravo shows. Uh, yeah, I actually, I hadn't really watched Southern Charm in the last couple of years, but uh, since I was having her on, I like binged it. Um, up up to I really don't watch a lot of TV, and I'm not trying to say that to like sound cool. Like I don't, <laughs> I, don't I never even own I like, a TV. I don't have. No, it's like I just don't. I like it gives me anxiety. Like I, I've gotten better about it now. Like I'll watch 90 Day Fiance and stuff, but like I, I used to be like when I turn the TV on, I don't know what to watch, so I would just give up and yeah. then do something else. Um, 
That's why I know that happens if you don't have a show to bend. That's why I always like to have like one show that whenever I have that time to like turn on the TV, yeah. you can just have like seasons upon seasons. So I really Yeah, like it's that. very stressful if like you don't know, like and you're like, am I going to like this? What do I get into? And like I, I went like years without really watching TV. I've only maybe over the last like month like forced myself to like watch TV a little bit. Um, but you got obsessed also, with Naomi and, and Danny. So you were watching. Yeah. So I was, we were watching it then, but also like, I think it was just cause it was like Bravo people. And like, mm. we would like talk to them like through Twitter or Instagram or whatever. And Stassi and I were just in a phase where we were just up for adventures too. <laughs> That's um, funny. Did you yeah. meet the guys too? Oh yeah. And we're like, I was just texting with Shep yesterday. Like I'm close, we're close with all them too. Oh my God. Craig, yeah. I, the thing is, I thought they were both kind of cute. No, I thought Craig was really hot before. I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. look at the like hottest man on TV. Um, mm-hmm. And then I started watching and I still think he looks good. But it's like once you get to know a person, you're like, oh, Craig, you're not just like oh, this yeah. hot guy from the, my computer. Oh, he's, he's cute though. He's he is cute. No, too. it is. It is because people were telling me to watch it after I finished Vanderpump. So I thought it was like kind of like, a Vanderpump adjacent show and it's very different um but in a good oh, really? way you don't think it's kind of adjacent I guess no I mean it was like I, so when you when I started to watch it I was like plantations and like South Carolina really yeah, like yeah really rich people and like <laughs> Catherine was like here there were like slaves you know I was like what is this show um but <laughs> at the end of the day I guess it is about people like you know hooking up and um, yeah, doing kind of shit. It's kind of the so. same thing. It's just in a different setting. <laughs> in a different, yeah. Sometimes. Wait, how was going there to Charleston? Did you love it? Oh, it's awesome. I've been like, see, Saucy and I went two or three times, and then I went last year, last spring, like 2018, and did a show there. And I, I forced Chef to open for me. Oh my uh, god, how did that so go? He, he actually did really good. He like really like wrote some really good jokes and took it seriously. And he did oh like god. five to eight minutes up top. I can't remember. And then brought me on stage. Yeah, that's it crazy. Writing jokes is so hard. Like it seems like like how what what is the process to like what is your process? Is it like just thoughts that come into your head and you always write them down, or how does it usually work for you? Yeah, like I'll take notes, but I don't write things out like verbatim. Like, let's say, for example, I did decide to do the whole like us acting like gremlins on the streets to like scare people away. That's yeah. enough that I've written out there that uh, next time I go on stage, I'll just kind of improvise it and work it out. But you'll have like points of like, OK, I'll do the gremlin bed. I'll yeah, do like, the yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't it? But so you get a rush from that feeling of like going out and having people having to make them laugh like is, that's there's no other feeling thing. like it I absolutely love it and what if they don't Rachel what if yeah, they don't laugh uh, what does it on. feel like you it, move on well I know that it makes the I mean that's more rare but it, it makes like the the laugh so much better because you're like you get better and then you also realize like you know I don't know like sometimes like bombing is like kind of a relief because you're like all right that's not going to happen again for a while and then it just forces you to get better I mean everyone you know, goes through that. Because it's so different. I feel like there are people that are funny, you know, and mm-hmm. then there's a difference between being like funny and being able to do stand up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but I think a lot or of pe- funny people could do it. I think they're just terrified yeah. of it. And I think that stand up takes a long time to get good at. And I think that people don't want to put in the work and like they don't yeah. want to experience doing a shitty bar show for two people who aren't paying attention. 
you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to experience like the, all of it or going alone on the road and being in the middle of nowhere and, you know, for a week performing at a comedy club where you don't know anyone and you're just like alone in a hotel room afterwards. Like, uh, you know, that actually sounds really cool to me. I'm like, mm, that sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fun. Unless it's like, I don't know, like I've done Reno a lot and like you're in a casino for a week and oh my god, and like yeah. Reno's not somewhere you just kind of want to walk around out. So I would like literally like I would do laps around the casino outside just to get fresh air. But for the most part, I was inside of a casino for a week. Oh, no, I hate that. Yeah. I actually don't. I went to Vegas like two months ago for mm-hmm. the first time and oh, I hate first, it. Oh yeah, you're not, you, you live on the East Coast. So I guess Vegas is like a thing. Yeah. Um, and also you it's not a thing. It? Like I wouldn't, I hated it. I like yeah. Vegas but only for like a day or two. Yeah. It was just like, I'm like a person that if I'm traveling, like I want to be like seeing places and there's like, not, you know, like walking up and down the strip is like gross. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. So, and then inside the casino, it's like all cigarettes and like gross and depressing and people are like, Ugh. so I could imagine, I could definitely imagine that, but, um, I definitely want to see you perform. Are you coming to New York anytime soon? Uh, I think so soon. I'm working with a booker now who I think she has been going to like Philly and then Long Island, but I probably will pop into the city and do a set too. Um, well, let us know when you do. I will. I will. I always have them up on my website or on my Instagram at Rachel and O'Brien. It's like Rachel and O'Brien. Okay, well, I was just going to ask you to tell us like where we can find you and all that good stuff. So you're doing it for me. So, um, t- so Instagram is Rachel R A C H A E L N O B R I E N, and then my website is Rachel O'Brien Comedy. And I mentioned I love food, and I always am like cooking and putting photos and stuff on like my Insta story. And people would always ask me for the recipes. I was like, I should just start a little food blog. So now there's a oh. recipe portion of my website. Oh, that's so cool! And is then I'm adding also, like a food? travel one too. No, it, there's a lot of butter in everything. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it is sort of healthy. Like it's not like heavy on carbs or anything. Um, it it actually is pretty healthy. It's not. So, but that's so hard, no, because you travel a lot. So how you you cooking? You have to like eat all the shit on the road. Yeah, but I know how to eat healthy on the road. Yeah, um, but I'm also adding a section that's like a like a travel one too because I am always on the road in different cities, like. You know, I'm going to add like recommendations and stuff because people ask me for that a lot too. So those are being updated. That's so cool. So Instagram podcast, be here for a while, available everywhere. 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 (laughs) And website with not only your upcoming shows and everything you're doing, but also new recipes and a travel blog in the near future. Yes. Cool. Well, really do let me know when you're coming to New York because I'll come. I will for sure. I'm a supporter. Thank you. I will for sure. Do I follow you on the Insta yet? I don't know, Rachel. If you do, are don't, you, do you then... only do you only have the not skinny but not fat one, or do you have another one? I have a personal one, but I like don't really use them. Okay, because I tried to find you earlier on that, and I couldn't figure out which one it was. Really? Yeah, I was doing it while we were talking. Oh, <laughs> but I was like, Rachel. What, what is I... the actual name? It's not skinny, but not fat. Oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were saying you had another personal one too. Oh yeah. But I don't really use that one. Okay. Got I don't it. use that one. Why do you have a personal one? I only have a personal one. I don't have a, I don't oh, have a podcast. You mean, yeah. No, but I feel like, oh yeah. No, because my Instagram is like, um, follow just is everything. Okay. Got it. Is everything is personal. It's, it's shows, it's memes. It's, you know. 
Got it, oh, got it, got it. Your last picture is so pretty, Rachel. Oh, my oh God, thank you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having for me a on. While. It's really fun. For um, a while. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do the gremlin bit and I'm not there because it's not New York, then have someone videotape it for oh, me. Oh, no, I'm 100% going to do the gremlin bit. Because I need to see you. I need to see you like running around stage like a chimpanzee. <laughs> I, I will do see. it and I will act it out <laughs> okay, just for good. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Okay. This was fun. Right. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed my uh, episode this week with Rachel O'Brien. Thanks to Rachel O'Brien for joining us. And thanks to the Podglomerate Network per huge for editing, producing my show and making it everything that it is. And again, thanks to you guys for being here, for rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts, for making me a happy, happy lady. And I just want to tell you that I am taking a two-week hiatus a two-week like break from podcasting a girl needs to relax you guys but only two weeks so we're gonna be back on october 15th for another episode of not skinny but not fat and until then you can um dive in and listen to old episodes if you haven't listened you can re-listen you can follow me on instagram and watch my stories so you can hear my voice and you don't get withdrawal symptoms Just kidding. Love you guys. Uh, See you so soon. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.